I never thought at the beginning of the year, you know, sitting at coach's house telling him that, you know, I want to be like Draymond Green for this team. You know, I would never think that, you know, I would be in this position now with, you know, everybody here. And, you know, if it's great, you know, I can't take it for granted. I got to keep going. And, you know, my team knows that. I know that. So, you know, you got to focus on Oklahoma and, you know, What you talking about? You decide. Decided what? That ain't. That ain't. That ain't what, what I want. What you talking about? You been playing since you was a little boy. You ready to go into the pros? What you? What? Frank, we got a problem. What you want? I want what you got, Uncle Frank. Be you. Another one, man. We're gonna call this episode just like daddy. Damn, Dylan Brooks. They done pulled out the archives on Dylan Brooks, didn't they? Damn, you wanna be just like your daddy Draymond, huh? Damn, Hammy. So you heard that footage. I mean, when Draymond Green says you was a fan. I gotta get this shit to Draymond, man. I don't like him. As much of a, a human being, I like old Draymond, prime Draymond, but this shit is a classic. Draymond got everything over Dylan Brooks. 
it's kind of one of those. You remember that movie with uh, the the Spider Man that had Jamie Foxx in it? Like he was just this nerdy pushover, and then he became this big ass monster. Got to watch those that are the closest to you. Got to watch who you idolize. Got to watch. You got to watch it. Got to watch it. Got to watch it because you don't know. You don't know. Never meet your idols. Never idolize no one. Because they can use that against you. Damn, Dylan Brooks. That's a damn shame, boy. Draymond roasted the fuck out of you, man. And that nigga said he wanted to be like Draymond Green for his team. Damn. You been on my dick, nigga. You love my style, nigga. <laughs> wow. That blew me the fuck away. All right, man. Rick Ross and Meek Mill. I seen a picture of them. Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, that's cool. Now, I don't get why the fuck they were pic- recently pictured together. It was just a photo that came out with those two in it. It seemed like everything is back to normal, I guess. The question is is Meat Mill's MMG deal up? I mean, from the way he was talking, it looked like he was in a lifetime contract with Ricky Rose. From the way that he was talking, talking about, you know, he never received any money or royalties for going bad or nothing like that. Looked like Ross had him in a 360 deal and now you're back together, huh? Y'all niggas done kissed and made up. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news, breaking news in this bitch, right? We finally are finished. The NBA is finally finished with the investigation. And here's what they have concluded with. The NBA has decided to suspend John Morant eight games without pay for conduct detrimental to the league. Now, after John Morant met with Commissioner Adam Silver, the league has suspended him eight games. That's not bad. That's a beautiful slap on the wrist, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now, the NBA investigation says right here, based on the information obtained during the investigation, the league did not conclude that the gun at issue belonged to Morant. Was brought to him and to the nightclub. It, they, it didn't prove that it was brought by him into the nightclub or was displayed by him beyond a brief period. The investigation also did not find that Morant possessed the gun while traveling with the team or in any NBA facility. And the Colorado authorities did not find sufficient evidence to charge Morant with a crime. The suspension covers the six games he missed and, <coughs> excuse me, six games that he missed including tonight versus Miami he is eligible to play as early as Monday versus Dallas wow John Morant got away with murder like OJ because 
because I thought for sure they was gonna serve him a 50-piece lemon pepper with extra fries and a Popeye's biscuit with no drink. I thought it was over for the kid. But I'm happy that things turned out this way. I'm happy that John Morant didn't get charged with a crime. And I'm happy that he's not going to jail. I'm happy he's not being suspended for the rest of the season. And, um, man, he got away scot fucking free, boy. Y'all just don't understand. You know, they they be looking to make niggas examples, especially a nigga that act like Ja Morant does. Now, Jalen Rose is set to interview Ja Morant. And I will give a full breakdown once I view the interview in its entirety. And then I will give you on my next show what I learned from the John Morant and Jalen Rose interview. That will be the premise of my next episode. So that is interesting that he will be back on Monday. Now, as far as the $39 million that... I mentioned, I think John Morant still has a chance to make the All-NBA team. I don't know if it requires him to be first, second, or third. I think the incentive in his contract is to make any All-NBA team. And I believe that John Morant does have the numbers, and he has seven games to keep his statistics straight. And I believe that the, the total number would be how many games this nigga has played so far? Let me double check here. <laughs> See how many games this man has played. He has played a grand total of 53 games. So that would be 60. I think that should make him eligible. That's enough games, in my opinion, for uh, at least at the worst. At worst, he's third team All NBA. At worst, you know, some competition at that guard position. We already know that we got Kyrie, we got Luka Doncic, we got Steph Curry, we got Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Josh should be next up out of that group of guards. In my opinion, I mean, Jalen Brown definitely going to be um, so that should be very interesting going forward here on what's going to happen. Richard Jefferson versus Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce on Kevin Garnett's podcast joked with KG that Richard Jefferson was sweet. He said the nigga was sweet. You know, he had gone against some of the great defenders. They were talking about people who checked him. And when it came to Richard Jefferson... Paul Pierce said it was an easy lick. 
Richard Jefferson responded. He said, bro, we beat you 10 out of 11 times. But however, when Paul Pierce faced off against Richard Jefferson and his teams, Pierce has beat him out of 20 and 24 out of 46 matchups. So he's 24 and 22. Damn, RJ. I had your back up until I figured that out. You might have beat him 10 out of 11, like when Paul Pierce was old, but um, I'm going to do a little bit more research here. Live, 24 and 22 against Richard Jefferson. And, you know, Paul Pierce said RJ was an easy 40 every time. But the full quote that Jefferson said was, we beat you three times in the postseason in the conference finals. There's even a Christmas Day game here. We beat you by 40 in front of all of America. And I was the starting small forward. Now, I'm not going to sit up in here and act like I was a better player than you. But to disrespect and say that shit was sweet, I think your definition of sweet is a little bit different. Jefferson highlights a stretch of games from 2002 to 2004 where he had Pierce's numbers. But those weren't the only games where Pierce and Jefferson went up against each other. Pierce and Jefferson played each other 46 times with Pierce winning 24 of those con contests. But at the end of the day, nobody is going to dispute that the fact that Pierce outplayed Jefferson on several occasions despite Jefferson's best arguments. What Jefferson is displaying is an argument from a team concept. Let's look at Paul Pierce versus uh, Richard Jefferson. Let's see who wins that battle here. Now, this is very interesting. Paul Pierce averages 20 points per game against Richard Jefferson six rebounds and three assists and 36 games against Richard Jefferson in his career. 46 games, I mean. Wow. Check this out. Let's go down the line here. Let's start. Paul Pierce has dropped 36 points against Richard Jefferson. 48 points. 32 points. 32 points. 18. 27. 22, 23, 27. He only had one bad game against Richard Jefferson when he had 13. Then he commits to drop 34, 21, 25, 22, 31, 17, 28. Damn. Then Paul Pierce, when he was old, 2013 dropped 26 against Richard Jefferson when he was a member of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Richard Jefferson, you are cooked, buddy. Now, he wasn't an easy 40, but he was an easy 30. Especially in, in the early days that Richard Jefferson was talking about during Paul Pierce's prime, that's what he was talking about. 
both are talking about the same thing. Yeah, RJ, your team might have beat Paul Pierce when he just had Antoine Walker, when you had Jason Kidd and Kenya Martin helping you. But the fact is, I guess you were sweet, RJ. I guess you were sweet. Can Joel Embiid catch Nikola Jokic? I can tell you this. Anything is possible. Anything. Anything is possible. Now, statistically, probably not. Because Jokic averages more than 10 assists per game. A lot of the voters would be swayed by this. However, I mean, even I would pick Jokic right now. But however, Jokic and the Nuggets have shown cracks in their um, perfection. The Nuggets have dropped four games in a row to below 500 teams. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid is tearing shit up the last 10 games. Let's look at his stats the last 10 games, shall we? Take a look. In the last 10 games, Joel Embiid has averaged 35 points per game, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. Let's take a look at Nikola Jokic's last 10 games. Nikola Jokic has averaged 25 points per game, 14 rebounds, and 9 assists. Whew, that's really close. MVP is a numbers game. Very true. Yes, Joel Embiid plays better defense, but I feel like Joel Embiid has played better the last 10 games, for sure. That doesn't take away the great season that Nikola Jokic has had. But to re-answer the question, can Embiid catch the Joker if he continues to play at this pace? Yes. And that is my TED Talk. Last but totally not least, I forgot to review an EP. Jim Jones and Hitmaker dropped an EP together. And I'm going to give a quick review of Back in My Prime. Hitmaker drops another project, y'all. Keeping the pace with Hitboy here. All right. Start off with Gunshot featuring Bean. I mean, Gunshot is solid, man. Definitely a good Jamaican vibe. New York vibe, got the little uh, juice instrumental and shit, dope Fuck You Better featuring Jeremiah this is cool 
Jeremiah's vocals have not been up to part lately. I don't know. Bet It All featuring Trav and Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher comes through with another strong verse. Jim Jones could have went a little harder on here. I'm not going to lie. YKTV, okay, nice. Featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign's hook is pretty solid. Pretty decent song. Nothing to jump for joy about. First plug with Pleasure P. This was dope. I definitely could enjoy it. But unfortunately, the song sounds a little bit dated. But it's alright. It's a real summer vibe. Real summer vibe. Let It Go featuring Ball Greasy and Tink. Tink's hook was great, but Jim Jones and Ball Greasy dropped the ball on this record. I mean, if you could have put two two better rappers on here, I think this would have been a hit. Status Upgrade. Status Update featuring Goldie. This was okay. I Am featuring Stefan Don. I love it. I love this song. Dope record. All in all, Jim Jones and Hitmaker put together a decent project. Probably better suited for the summer. To drop this in March was kind of like confusing to me. I don't get it. I don't get the premise of dropping this when you dropped it. Very confusing. But it's a decent project to play on the island during the summertime. It's not the best work of Jim Jones, but it isn't trash or mediocre. I'd say it's slightly above average at best. All right. This is King Known Uncensored. Just like daddy. And I'm out.